Thank you for wishing me a happy birthday. So do you. <laughs> Are you feeling young and vibrant? I am. I am. Definitely. Oh. Uh, except for like the random, I feel like in your 30s, you do, you get randomly injured for doing basic everyday things like walking or I don't know. It's very strange. Oh, I don't yeah. enjoy that part. <laughs> you need as much light as possible when walking. And just just trying to figure out your tra your trajectory, like where you're going, and like your proximity to items that are hard, blunt, sharp, and etc. There's nothing yeah. in the way. Yeah, just straight shot. <laughs> okay. Good morning, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to Arts for the Health of It. I'm Catherine Partisini, and I'm Andrea Vocap Sanderson. Welcome, everyone. Um, we are. Visiting with Renfred Addo today. He is a speech therapist. Um, he's a writer and a graphic and visual artist. And he describes himself as he has a medley of pursuits, which I'm really excited to dive into with him and hear more. As am I, a talented writer and musician and a whole bunch of other awesome things. And so we're going to jump in and bring Renfred in. Come along with me and I know you'll see that a song changes everything. Hey, everybody. Hello, Renfred. Welcome. Thank you. How are things in Florida? <laughs> Florida is bumping right now. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> at, at least weather-wise, temperature-wise. <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather be be here than in in 40 degree weather. Yes, agree. I'm a Floridian, so I yes, 100% agree with that. Um, well, welcome to the show. Um, we would love it if you could introduce yourself and just share with our guests a little bit about um, you. Do, you do so many things, so I'm not sure where to start. <laughs> Maybe with. Um, Speak about the work you do with speech therapy and then how you've kind of your writing and how that started to interconnect with arts and health. Okay. Uh, before I do, though, let me just say happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. I think you're just going to get serenaded all day long. <laughs> I'm good with that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so with with speech therapy, I my introduction to it was in, in high school. Um, in 12th grade, I wanted to go to school for British literature because I've always liked writing and, and reading. And, um, and I've always been involved with, with helping people. So um, I've volunteered for at agencies that partner with kids with autism, um, playing uh, sports and, 
and games with uh, special needs needs people. So I've always had those two things in my life. And with British literature, my dad realized that <laughs> I'll be living on the streets. I'll be I'll be happy and fulfilled, but <laughs> I'll be living on the streets unless you know I wanted to be a, a professor, which I I don't want to be. Uh, so you know he kind of saw that helping aspect uh, in in my personality and um, and that and that literature aspect, and he figured that the the best combination of them would be speech therapy. Uh, and so he, he told me, "Hey, I've heard about speech therapy." I was like, "Nah." So I, I looked into it, and there was a man at my church who uh, was on the board of the local speech center. So um, he took me to visit and I saw what the speech therapists were doing, what the audiologists were doing. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I like this. This is pretty cool. And so that was my entry point. Um, and once I was in 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 school for, for speech therapy, I, I took a poetry course. I'd always done creative writing on my own uh, but poetry specifically i started in college i took a poetry course and the professor uh liked my work and uh lugalo and he, he was very encouraging to me um so i continued with uh, with that and then when i left school and started working in speech therapy uh, i always wanted to combine the creative and artistic aspects of myself with my my speech career uh there's always this drive this need for me to bring an artistic element to to the things that i do so then i wrote some short stories and poems um with a health focus so the the character was a person who had parkinson's and also speech related difficulties and it was fictionalized and so that got published um and then that, back sorry. up. Sorry to interrupt. Is that in the signs of life? Yes. Okay. Yes, that is in the in the signs of life. Um, and then and then to back up my my first my first memory of doing anything related to arts and health it, before I had a vocabulary for arts and health was when I was in my speech program. Uh, two professors, um, Terry Sheeler and Rebecca Epperly. They they organized this brain injury support group uh, for people who've had brain injury and things like that to just have a have a community, and they they have a student volunteers and I was one of them and uh, one of the sessions we got to lead it and my contribution to our session was um, was the poem um, where I'm from by George Ella Leon and and so I had the um, the participants uh take out some of the words in the original poem and they filled in their own words uh to kind of meditate on their journey through their their condition and also to meditate on on healing and centering themselves on that aspect of home um and so that was that was the first time i ever tried anything arts and health uh related and so then after that was the the poetry that got published um and then in speech therapy with some of my patients, I uh, have them do journaling, especially for patients who have memory and cognitive issues. Uh, doing journaling and stuff like that can combine the creative and also remembrance aspects. So that's been kind of my, my trajectory through it all. 
I think that's really wonderful to hear, uh, to get that backstory, you know, on some of that. I, I saw when I was, you know, looking through some clips of you that you combine drumming uh, with some of the stuff you do. How important is music in influencing the work that you do? Oh, very. Uh, I feel like music, even though I'm not, I, I don't uh, promote my music as much as my other art forms. Music has been integral since since I was a uh, since I was a kid, um, and, and with poetry, at least a lot of my poetry is very rhythmic and and very melodic. Uh, and growing up growing up in Ghana, everybody is a musician. Even if you know you're not like you know getting paid to be a musician, your musician is just like the the nurturing aspect of it just brings you up where it's instilled in you. And so when um, I'm doing poetry, a lot of that is subconsciously uh, impacting the poetry. A lot of the musicality is impacting the poetry. And so um, the the drumming that you saw that was actually very spontaneous because. After I published my, my book last year, I wanted to do some readings to promote them. And one of the poems, uh, Live Students, uh, like 30 minutes before the show, I was like, oh, what if I just add a djembe to it? You know, just add some kind of uh, drumming to it. And that was like the showstopper. It was the, the last uh, poem of the show and, and of the book. And everybody ate that up. I was like, oh, my God, okay, this is cool. <laughs> so it's like just that thought of like something so spontaneous that is just embedded within me can have such an impact and people can can respond to it so deeply was very gratifying uh, to see. Yeah, kudos to you for following your heart. Sometimes those last-minute ideas turn into something that just really – shifts things for us uh and music i just feel like music always makes things better yeah what do you think mm. Kevin? <laughs> oh yeah it's um it's just so immediate to the senses um mm. and there's not a whole lot of i don't know i i feel like resistance just kind of drops away and you just get into the flow of mm -hmm. whatever it is um even like jamming out to that birthday song <laughs> <laughs> We got um, more of that. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> we can run Stevie Wonder no, or no. you want. We just we can improv it if you need us to. It's not a problem. <laughs> Total request live. Um, <laughs> uh, so you you said something interesting about um, like growing up in Ghana. How it's it's like everyone is a musician, and I'm wondering if that type of mindset comes into the work you do when you're working with people with creative writing. Um, Cause I, I think we at hearts need Art kind of innately believe that everyone is an artist, musician, writer, it's just in them. And it's a matter of giving them an opportunity to express that. And so I'm curious when you're doing sessions with people, if you're kind of coming from that mindset of, I guess, what is the mindset? Um, because I, do people have objections or like, I can't write or, or do they just kind of jump in and do it? What is that like for you? When I'm doing it in a speech therapy aspect, um, there usually isn't a resistance cause it's not so much the artistic aspect as we're there to work on your planning, your, your memory, all those things you need to do to function independently or semi-independently in life and the journaling 
and the words are a means to that end. And, and um, because the, my patients, they trust that I'm the professional, they allow me to, to do that. I've had, you know, and so it's less about, oh, I don't, I'm not a poet and more about, oh, I don't journal. But, but once I, I show them that, you know, there isn't a barrier to, to journaling, there isn't a profile of a person where this is the type of person that journals, everybody can benefit from it. Once they see it from, okay, this is going to benefit my health standpoint, then there's less of a resistance. And so once I get that buy-in, then I can feed in more of the artistic uh, aspects because there's several barriers I need to overcome. First is like the resistance to just journaling. And so once I overcome that, then I can introduce the artistic uh, barrier. Um, And so, you know, it's just, again, that buying and and that initial trust. And people are very welcoming to to whatever you you throw at them. And... um, and, and I do it because, like you were saying, everybody is creative. And it's not just something that I believe. It's just we know that everybody is creative. Right. A lot of people feel like they're not uh, creative, but they conflate art, being an artist with being creative. Not everybody is an artist, but everybody is creative. We just have to do it to survive, just create to survive. And, and so they get to uh, learn that about themselves. Like, oh, yeah, I'm actually more creative than I thought. It's not like, oh, I have to write like Shakespeare. It's like, no, Shakespeare did his thing, yeah. Shakespeare did his thing and killed it. But you don't have to do what Shakespeare did. You can do your own thing and and own it and, and, and do your own niche. So, you know, I, I help them build that confidence that they can they can take that and and extrapolate it to other areas of their life. Like if we're in a session and um, and they're doing something and the session isn't, isn't going quite well, before we, we do some of the creative stuff, they feel like it's their fault. Like, oh man, I'm just not getting it. Or I'm never gonna get it. But after we do the creative stuff, they realize that, okay, some sometimes healing takes time mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily that I'm doing something wrong, but you know I just have to trust in the process. And this might take time, but I'm on the right path. And I find that that change in perspective a lot of the time comes after we've done some of that uh, creative work and, and, and artist-focused work. And that's really awesome, the fact that you mentioned the word trust, because I think that you know, when you go into a setting where you have to do a, a writing workshop or sit with a patient or anything like that, you have to establish trust very quickly. And there's ways you do that. What I find is the sharing aspect. Like if I share my art immediately with you, it starts to break those walls down. When you sing for someone or you play an instrument for someone and you read them something that you've you've done that they're like, oh, wow, they're, they're open to, you know, me because I, I opened up you know, we open up a part of ourselves to them. Uh, so when you're in with patients, what is something you do to kind of establish that trust immediately, like uh, kind of break through those walls and and get to them quickly? I, I found that, and this is just something I naturally do when I'm when I'm talking to patients. A lot of times they're sitting down or lying down because I work in mostly assisted living and um, skilled nursing facilities, um, and now also also home health. So a lot of my patients are older and 
they're at a lower position. And I'm also six foot two, so naturally I'm <laughs> going to be taller than them. Uh, but I find it weird to be like on a on a pedestal. Me being that much taller than them is like oh, I'm on a pedestal. So I just bring myself lower. I, uh, I've uh, gotten you know just squatted to get uh, eye to eye uh, with them, and I feel like you know that just does something to them where they feel like oh this guy is not just going to come and like talk at me and talk down to me. He's here to really listen to my needs and he's going to value my my input in this. Um, and so when I've noticed some patients, when I come into into the room, and uh, I walk fast. So I come into the room, I knock and they're like, come in, I come. And this is like, whoa, this, this giant is here. It's a little intimidating, especially if they're used to medical professionals coming and be like, okay, take this, 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 you need to do this, this. And then... So they have the initial reaction of, ooh, all right, let's brace myself. And then I just squat down. I just see a change on their face like, oh, okay. And they just relax immediately. And, and that's been so wonderful to see. So, so just entering the room, that first few seconds, I'm trying to build trust. And if they have a need that's not even related to, to what I'm there to offer, let's say they had a terrible breakfast and that's not related to what I'm there to do, I'll just listen to them vent because mm -hmm. sometimes they just need somebody to to hear them out. And I'll, and I'll tell them, and then they'll even apologize. I'm sorry, you know, there's no way you came from. And then I tell them that that's okay. You know, sometimes you have to, to take a detour to get to where you need to go. And so those things help uh, build trust with them. Yeah, you're, you're meeting them where they are in the moment mm -hmm. instead of rushing into whatever like agenda you might <laughs> have for that session. Um, I, um, I want to make sure that we have time to do this writing prompt that um, you want to share with our listeners. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but what will people need? Is this something they can just do on their computer? Can they do it in a notebook? What do you suggest? Yes, anywhere you can write. If you are more visually inclined, uh, the... Um, Computer prompt will help you out, but if you can just listen along, a pen and paper will be great for you. Um, so pretty much whatever you feel most comfortable uh, using as your writing medium. Okay, good. So we'll get set up with that and we'll take a quick break and we'll see you shortly. Whether you consider yourself a musician or not, music is all around us and it affects our everyday lives. Whether it's background music influencing our shopping habits in a store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Minty Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music. All right, welcome back. Okay, so um, we're going to put this prompt up on the screen um, so that our, well, if you're listening, you'll need a screen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll also talk through it some. So I'll let you, I'll let you jump in, Rimford. Okay, so the activity we're going to do was 
the one I did with the brain injury support group participants all those years ago. And I find that this this poem is like the perfect poem for 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 art and health because it it brings in that uh, creative thing because it's a poem, but also the theme of it is really meditative and and healing. It's a sort of medicine because the theme of it is is home. So it gets you to to reflect what is home for you. Well, you know what does that mean for you, and you know reflection. It's a form of healing and, and medicine. So um, I want to read the original poem. It's called Where I'm From by George Ella Leon. Uh, she used to be the poet laureate of, of Kentucky, where I'm from. I am from clothespins, from Clorox and carbon tetrachloride. I am from the dirt under the back porch, black, glistening. It tasted like beets. I am from Forsythia Bush, the Dutch elm, whose long gone limbs I remember as if they were my own. I'm from fudge and eyeglasses, from Imogene and Ella Fair. I'm from the know-it-alls and the pasadons, from perk up and pipe down. I'm from he restored my soul with a cotton ball lamb and 10 verses I can say myself. I'm from Artemis and Billy's Branch, fried corn and strong coffee from the finger my grandfather lost to the auger, the eye my father shot to keep his sight. Under my bed was a dress box spilling old pictures, a sift of lost faces to drift beneath my dreams. I am from those moments, snapped before I budded, leaf fall from the family tree. And so the, the prompt is based on this poem. So. If you're listening or watching, now you get to write your own I am from poem. So the, the one that I did was I am from teddy bear, from Omo powder and metal buckets. I am from the squeaky stairs that couldn't be conquered and windows that frosted at the first sign of winter. I am from eucalyptus whose broad leaves kept the yard shaded. I am from radio and soccer ball, from Ado and Ate, and from Go A You. And let's go to the park. From youth group, I am from Christmas Eve service, from rice and fufu, from the time my grandmother took me farming for the first time, and from the time my dad left everything he knew to come to the US. I remember when I saw someone riding a horse on TV and figured one of my grandpa's goats would give me the same experience. I am from Hamatan winds drying the body in a way that a dollop of cocoa butter couldn't banish. So that's my version of the I am from poem. Um, and so I'll let you all try your own version um, and I'll help out as needed. Okay. All right, so we're gonna spend a couple minutes working on that. If you are watching um, if you are watching live, I believe the link to this prompt is in the comments uh, if you want to um, follow along and give this a try.
All right, let's come back together. I feel like I could take um, a lot of time with this because it's it brings up so many memories. <laughs> <laughs> so I struggle to find a stopping point. I don't think I'm actually done yet. Um, but vocab, would you like to share? Are we sharing? I don't know. We didn't talk about this. <laughs> I, 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 want to, about I want to hear what you all have written. <laughs> since since I'm not finished, I can give you what I've got. Fair enough. <laughs> and there'll be moments of squinting and doing this like, what did I write? <laughs> Probably should have used, um, you know, technology, but <laughs> something more organic. Like when you're writing about your identity, I feel like you should definitely use pen and paper. Like sometimes I don't think you should. I don't know. Something about that part of it. It's super personal. Just it's not gonna work for this cell phone. Anyways, let me go. I'm Andrea Sanderson, but you can call me Honore. I'm from shell lamps that collide and clatter in a cacophony. I'm from blue magic and wide tooth combs and mama, can you grease my scalp? And I will sit in between your knees on a pillow in front of a wicker chair. I'm from lavender and vanilla soft fragrance to calm the soul. I'm from a delicate room, painted English rose, and hard lessons that bloody and scab the skin. I'm from salt and pepper push it on vinyl and my little pony lost in the clouds on cassette. I'm from Mabel Toms and Dorothy Dixon. I'm from broad noses and even broader hips. I'm from Southern hymns and smooth jazz. It's powerful. I'm like crying. Anything anyone has read, I'm just sitting here crying. Because <laughs> it's, um, it's so powerful because it is about so much about your identity. Um, oh, man. Okay. Am I sharing mine? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to. Okay. <laughs> I, I typed mine to try to save time, but. Um, Okay. I am Catherine Partisini. I am from the street with impossible oak trees, sand-filled shoes, and salty hair. The place with driveways so steep you'd almost fall off your bike, popping acorns under your tires, and the smell of orange groves wafting through. I am from Casey Key seashells and shark's teeth, whose surprises never failed to disappoint beachcombers. I am from large living room windows showcasing lightning in the summer storms, from my city and papa, and from flavorful kitchens that poured out love through food, from laughter and quiet. I am from family gatherings of 50 plus with my aunt's kisses honoring my cheeks with lipstick prints, from kibba, grape leaves, and mint, from migration to the US from Lebanon, and from opening produce stands. And that's as far as I got. Wow. <laughs> There's a few more lines. Why would you not want to read that to us? <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> That's you an amazing that. prompt. Um, I really hope people listening or watching give that a try. Um, it just, it brings up stuff maybe you haven't thought about in mm. a while. And it also makes that uh, entry into poetry for a lot of people who feel like, I'm not a poet, you know, I, I don't write poetry, who have an idea of what poetry is supposed to be. It 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 
tears all of that away and brings it down to common interests. Everybody has a background, everybody has a home. And, and so it shows you that you can be a poet. You know, it doesn't have to be whatever you are taught, like you have to rhyme this thing, you have to have this certain number of meters or whatever it is, like you can be a poet um, in this style in a very organic, organic way. Absolutely. And speaking of, you have a writing workshop coming up on the 21st. You want to tell the people just in case they might be in the Gainesville area and can come to your uh, workshop? Uh, yeah, it's actually a reading. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not much of a teacher. So, <laughs> so if anybody I comes, disagree, but... <laughs> You taught me a lot in a short time today, so I don't know. But go ahead. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a reading. It's a series of readings in in Gainesville. Um, the next one you are seeing is on the twenty first, this coming Saturday, and uh, then there's two in February and two in March. All of them will be uh, all the details will be at the link that I just put on the screen. Radiocentral.card.co. So if Anybody in Gainesville wants to come out, that'd be wonderful. Um, I'll have two people on stage with me, uh, Nodla and Rhythm Kai. We all bring a different aspect to the spoken word uh, and music. And so it's it's always an amazing atmosphere uh, with them. And the other shows who have other different supporting acts too. So, you know, it's not just me, you know, I, I stand on the shoulders of giants. So those giants will be up on stage with me. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's the show. Oh, and if you can't make it out, uh, it'll be live streamed on my Instagram page. Um, yeah. <laughs> live stream start so we can. Uh... Uh, for the 21st, it'll be around 7 p.m. 7 to 7.15 ish will be when the live stream starts. Uh, and then in February, it, it'll be like right on time or be, between when the advertised time is and 15 minutes after that range. And that's Eastern time? Yeah. Eastern time. Yes. Eastern okay, time. Because I, I definitely want to see. And you have a lot of awesome special guests coming up. And y'all should just go to his website anyway. If we could put his website up one more time. Thank you so much. Because the website is beautiful. Like your design. And do you do some of that design work yourself? Yeah, I did all of them myself. That's mm -hmm. my... You my can hire graphic. him to make your website. <laughs> <laughs> my graphic design background. I've, I've mostly my design and visual arts is more self-fulfilling. Self like, you know, when I have a book coming out, I'll do the design uh, mm -hmm. for it. But I've had, uh, I've done work for for clients uh, a few times, uh, mostly nonprofits and, um, and and stuff like that. Yeah. You said books. Like, we're going to talk about these books real quick before we get out of here, because I don't know. You got a couple books? Uh, yeah. So the, the anthology that uh, some of my health-related poems are published, and it's called Science of Life. Uh, you can find it. That's it. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it pretty much anywhere. And I have two poems in there, and the rest of the book is by various other uh, people from around the world. It's um, healthcare workers, uh, caregivers, people who have uh, illnesses. So it's like from everybody, and it's so beautiful. And some of them are stories. So um so go check it out. And for uh, my own stuff, uh, I have two books. One is called The Dedicadas, 
and one is called that's the dedicated that's the the small sampler of my poems that one is uh ten dollars um and if you are local and you buy directly from me you can pay whatever you want um and then washed over is thirteen dollars and again if you're local you buy directly from me you pay whatever you want um Oh, also on the 27th, I believe it's on the 27th, I'll be at a Sunshine State Book Festival. It's one of the largest book festivals hosted uh, in Florida. You have art, uh, writers from all over the state, all over the country coming, and it's hosted in Gainesville. Um, so I'll have a booth um, hawking my, my books. And also there's a reading uh, every hour by different authors. I believe my time slot is at 12 p.m. Eastern time, but you don't have to come to my time slot. You can come to anybody's time slot. Again, yeah, so we just all got to get in a plane, fly to Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> yep, come to Gainesville. <laughs> fly down there and get it from you. And also, yeah, that's, we're going we're just going to come down there so we can get a discount. Field down trip. There. Field trip. <laughs> and and you, you can charge the, the tickets to the governor. He, he knows me personally, so he'll take care of all that. <laughs> So y'all heard it first. This man is award-winning. You recently won that award from the Florida Writers Association. And that's a beautiful award. Like it looks like an open book and you were holding it. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, it is. The, the plaque was, was a book and <laughs> it's a typical me. So um, this was my first time ever going to like an award show at that level uh, for something that I've written. And I, I have this tendency of, you know, being graceful but when you when you least expect me to i do the most clumsiest thing so everybody is accepting the award and posing for the pictures and stuff and it's my turn i do my thing and then later on when they posted the picture online i realized that i held the plaque backward wow. <laughs> so when you look at if you go on my instagram and look at that picture and you try to read the plaque you notice that's backwards and i was like surely it can't be just me and i looked at everybody else's picture Perfect. I'm like, okay, <laughs> leave it to Rainford to do that. Because <laughs> you're smooth and you're cool like that. That's like the <laughs> new right. trend. Hold, hold my award wrong. <laughs> so subversive, you know? Yes. Breaking down the system. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. This was just such a joy. Um, and we will make sure all the links, all the things are posted so people can connect with you. Um, they know about your events, your books, everything. Thank you all for having me. And, and thank you for creating connections and, and helping to make peace in the world. Absolutely. Thank you. You're awesome. Catherine, birthday girl. <laughs> make sure you like or subscribe or follow us <laughs> wherever right. you listen to your, yeah, all, all those, all those things. Um, just thank you for tuning in today and keep creating everyone. We'll see you next week. See you. Take care. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It. This episode is produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional. 
with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking because of something.